Joining us now to talk all things Vancouver from the Athletic, Harmon Dials joining us. Harmon, thanks so much for being part of the show today. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, and before we get into the news of the day, again, I'm going to be, um, I like to be self-indulgent because it's my show. Um, you wrote an article, and it's pinned on your Twitter account from from March of 2021 about how tough it is for players and their families when they get traded. Um, I just wondered if you could just, a couple broad strokes, whatever you remember, about some of the stories of how tough it can be for a player and their family when suddenly they got to move all across a country or a continent. Oh, it can, I mean, look, nobody feels bad for professional athletes given how much they're paid, but there's no doubt that there's an emotional human element. The idea that especially if you spent a really long time with the franchise, perhaps it's, perhaps it's the only team you've ever played for, those goodbyes with teammates, you know, people that you've become best friends with that you may never really cross paths with again on a consistent basis again, the city itself which became like home for a lot of players you know a lot of these guys might have houses there and uh, maybe they've bought now all of a sudden they've got to worry about that and finding a new place and moving and perhaps they have children who you've got to account for schools with in, in their new city and there is a sort of feeling of when you do get moved to a new destination of no matter how well respected or highly regarded you are on the league of you kind of feel like um, the new kid on the block, you don't have any friends, uh, you're going to a new city that you're not familiar with at all. I mean, imagine if um, at, a, at a drop of a dime, we, as just as you know, normal people working our jobs, could get traded to a totally different city and on a whim have to completely pack up. So it can definitely be challenging, and um, especially considering the circumstances now with a player like Bo Horvat, who spent his entire uh, career with this franchise nine years, it's it's definitely an emotional and, and difficult breakup. Yeah, and it's interesting, and we'll get to the uh, the emotional side, which, again, we can't ever give a full answer for. We're not there. We're not in their heads. But hearing Bo Horvat saying he was surprised and that his goal was to be a member of the Vancouver Canucks for his entire career, but then the the team did offer him some sort of deal, but it wasn't you know it wasn't up to his liking, and I mean that's where the the seeds of this trade came from. And I'm wondering, Harmon, the fact that he is not a member of the Canucks, how much of this was Vancouver not offering up a good enough deal, and how much of it was Bo Horvat feeling like he was being disrespected? Disrespected. Well, I think Horvat has every right to feel that he wasn't made a priority because in the summer it actually felt like the Canucks had both Miller and Horvat as pending UFAs for the end of the season. The common sort of feeling that, uh, that a lot of us had was that JT was probably the one that was going to be uh, on his way out and that, uh, that Horvat was, uh, was the one they were going to keep, but they ultimately decided in the opposite direction where they committed to JT Miller on the back of his 99-point season. I'm sure Horvat felt flooded. I'm sure he felt that, okay, I've... I wanted to stay here. And at that point, too, keep in mind, that was before he's had this massive breakout on pace of more than 50 goals. So the price tag to actually keep him would have been quite reasonable and not uh, nearly as high as it uh, would be at this moment. And then, of course, yeah, you start the season and the year that Horvat's had, his his stock has skyrocketed. And um, at that point, I'm sure he feels that, all right, well, if you didn't, if I wasn't a top priority for you in the summer, if you pick pick Miller for me and, and sign all these players, um, you know, keeping Besser, signing Mikheyev, you had all this cap space and you didn't really prioritize it with me, you didn't come uh, come at me with a fair offer in the offseason, then it's not like I'm going to take a significant 
caught on my market value when um, when I don't feel as appreciated or, or as wanted as I thought it would be. Does this all feel like just, and again, there's been plenty of stories about Vancouver Canucks management, maybe not uh, giving A-plus performances. Is this just an example of a management team maybe arrogantly or foolishly were betting on the idea that they could somehow figure out a way to keep Horvat on the cheap? Maybe. I'm sure that they felt from their standpoint that, okay, if Horvat likes staying here, once we've got Miller at the time they viewed as a center as well, you got Miller, you got Pedersen, perhaps they felt that they had the upper hand and more leverage now in these negotiations, but really it's for me, it's not so much that they totally disrespected Horvat or that this was uh, a case of them um, of driving too hard for, hard for bargain. They just picked the wrong guy, to be totally honest. Yeah. They, they, it was either Miller or, or Horvat realistically. I mean, technically they could have afforded both, but it wouldn't have been the responsible decision given the state of the franchise, given some of the other needs on the back end, especially with the way Miller's contract, which hasn't even kicked, yet, kicked in yet, is already aging. So it, they just... They just flat out picked the wrong guy. On the other side of things, and again, joined by Harmon Dial from The Athletic, covers all things Vancouver Canucks. What are you more interested in, the two players or the top 12 protected pick that becomes more interesting if the Islanders keep losing? Yeah, definitely the draft pick for me. Ratu's, I like Ratu as a prospect because you know he, he's – Established himself, had a, had a great year in, uh, in Finland last year, has been respectable, contributing in the American League this year. But that first round pick, I mean, consider this if uh, the Islanders, if the season ended today, the, the Islanders would be given up the 13th overall pick to the Vancouver Canucks in a pretty strong draft class. Now, obviously, with Horbet now in the equation, they're in a much stronger position to actually contend. But the East, Eastern Conference is an absolute behemoth. They're going to have to com- compete and dethrone a, a Pittsburgh or a Washington, while also staving off teams that are also on the outside looking in like them in terms of the Florida Panthers, who just won the President's Trophy last year, uh, the, the, the Buffalo Sabres, who have been on fire. So it's going to be challenging for them to make the playoffs, even with um, Horvat now in the fray. And the Canucks now have a, are, are staring at a possibility of, you know, could you end up with a mid-first-round pick this year? That's a lot more valuable than, say, a late-first-round pick that you could have gotten from some of the other legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. Man, it must be funny. There must be a, a Canucks watch party for every Islanders game when they're just rooting on on the Islanders uh, to lose. Um, a bigger picture, when you, during training camp this year, what were your expectations for this team? I mean, obviously... You know, you start 0-5-2, the Bruce Boudreau mess, trading the captain. I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways, it's been a disaster. But what were your expectations of this squad going into the year? In training camp, it felt like we expected them to maybe be a playoff bubble team. I, I sort of leaned in the direction that, you know, ever so slightly leaning towards them missing the playoffs. But really, it was, it was going to be a coin flip, and you figured they'd be right around uh, the wild card race, especially in a weaker Western Conference, but obviously didn't play out that way. And I think as preseason started, you could tell that the vibes are a little bit off. Where the club won, if I recall correctly, only one game in preseason, and you could already start to see cracks emerging. They had players like Brock Besser and Ilya McCann get injured before the regular season had even started. So it just seemed like there were a lot of bad omens 
that um, that things just didn't start off on the right note and it didn't feel like there was any momentum from the strong second half that they had under Boudreaux uh, last season. And what are your expectations between now and the end of the year? They're still the sort of team where, well, I think the most interesting story with them is what else are they going to do in terms of potentially peeling players off at, uh, at the deadline? They've got uh, Luke Shen as another fascinating trade chip. They, um, they, have some, they have some contracts that they definitely want to move out, I would imagine now, especially with Bovillian in the fold. They've got a lot of money tied up into middle six wingers. So you'd imagine they'd love to find a home for a Brock Besser or, or a Connor Garland, something along those lines, especially after also re-signing Andre Kuzmenko, who's been phenomenal in Vancouver. So the challenge, obviously, is that it's not very easy to move money at the trade deadline. That's usually more of an off-season project, but I would still expect more activities and then moves for the Canucks between now and the trade deadline. And then till the end of the season, it really, I think in Vancouver, it's just a race to see how far they can tank. It's going to be challenging because even after they strip the roster, even after they lose Horvat, even with the done for the season with an ACL injury, they still have some of the top end talent in the likes of Pedersen and Hughes and, um, and Miller to where, like they can't realistically compete with teams like Arizona and, and Chicago, <laughs> Anaheim, San Jose, Columbus in a tanker. Like those those rosters are awful. And the Canucks weren't built originally to tank. Plus, they have one of the softest schedules in the league um, between now and the end of the season. So, with Rick Tockett in the in the fray now, it wouldn't be surprising if the Canucks um, do uh, pick up some wins and. It's more interesting just to see, okay, is this is this team going to end up with a draft pick that's in the, say, you know, 6, 7, 8 range, a bit later than that? Uh, do, do things really fall apart and they land in the top five? That's the most interesting question beyond what happens with uh, with roster moves for the Canucks. Well, I wonder, is uh, as as we end this, is there going to be a period of just sort of quiet? The, the year started with with the the, the horrible uh, losing streak, and then everything with Boudreaux and the Mikheyev. Why is he playing? Oh no, he's fine, and now he's out. And then Horvat getting getting traded. At the very least, Harmon could say this uh, about you covering the team this season. You haven't had a hard time having to come up with stories. Oh, not at all. And I'll say this, it's never quiet in Vancouver. So I'm absolutely expecting, I mean, look, there might be a week or two period of lull, but there's always something going on, especially with uh, with the new coaching staff. I mean, no, like that's been completely overshadowed now. They still got a lot of, a lot of work to do uh, to identify who's part of the long-term solution or not. They've got some prospects down in the American League that they'll probably want to get a look at at the NHL level. So um, there's there's never going to be a, uh, a shortage of storylines here in Vancouver. Nope, not at all. And uh, the big trade to kick off trade season, Bo Horvat is now a New York Islander. Harmon, really appreciate Thank you so much for joining the show on what is a busy day, busy time, busy week, busy month. Really a busy season for you, so I appreciate you taking the time. Cheers, thanks. That is Harmon Dial, and again, you can check out his work at The Athletic, covering all things Canucks.